My brothers and sisters in Christ, blessed Lent to all of you. Whoever is fasting and praying for snow is doing a great job. A lot of, a lot of prayers being answered there. You could pray for the conversion of the world instead if you have time. Uh, there's still a lot of Lent left. Uh, we're only in our beginning the second week. Uh, so we have still about four more weeks to go. So if your Lenten journey has gotten off to a slow start or if you've slipped and fallen along the way, um, don't be afraid to get, get back up again and get back on track, uh, doing the little things that uh, you can do, uh, that Jesus has moved your heart to do, um, whether it's fasting from this or that, from food, uh, screen time, etc., or from or those prayers that you promised to pray, the rosary as a family, or um, time that you can spend with Jesus in prayer. So few people in the world are, are speaking to Jesus and asking him uh, for what they really need. Jesus especially loves the prayers of, of little children. So if you have little children, to pray with your children as much as you can. Um, so praying and doing those, prayer, those acts of almsgiving. Anytime you give alms, uh, I want to encourage all of you. I see today's gospel reading, uh, the transfiguration, the story of the transfiguration, as a huge encouragement uh, to all who are walking the path of Lent. It's supposed to be an encouragement to everyone, especially to Catholics who are striving to follow their faith in Christ. Remember, it's Jesus who founded the church that we belong to. It's, we can't be reminded of that too often. He's the one who said, uh, this is... Uh, on Peter's faith, when Peter said, Jesus, you're the Christ, uh, Jesus said to Peter, you know, blessed are you, uh, Simon Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. So it's Jesus who, who's given us a church and the life that we live as members of the church. Um, and so as we follow the season of Lent, to remember that we're, we're following Christ. It's a difficult path many times. Um, but Remember, the Psalms tell us that as gold and silver are tested in the fire, uh, so our souls and our bodies are. Uh, and God refines us and, and purifies us and perfects us. Be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. So that if we're experiencing trials in the midst of Lent, it's what's supposed to happen. It's what happens on this side of heaven uh, as we're making our way towards heaven. You see, Jesus invites those that are closest to him up the mountain today, the disciples. Uh, and, and because they follow him, they get to see this amazing vision. What did they see? They saw the, the light of Christ. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And when he said that, people would probably imagine, what, what does that mean? And now these particular apostles who went up with him up the hill, it's a difficult journey, um, they got to see him in his glory. They saw the light shining from his face, from his clothes. They heard the father's voice saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. I'm well pleased by him. So we, we know that the, this is the one that the father has sent, the promised one. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. We're, we're assured of that because of what these apostles saw. We know what they saw because they're the ones that told us. Jesus said, don't tell anybody until the Son of Man rises. So they were wondering what that meant. They kept that to themselves. This whole, this whole incident, the whole event of the transfiguration then was, 
was known to nobody but those apostles in their hearts for quite some time. They held it in their hearts that God could speak to them. They could reflect on that. And that's what we do as Catholics, especially. We reflect on the mysteries of Christ. Other people may not be able to see Christ, but we can deeply and interiorly. So Jesus tells us uh, to rend our hearts, not our garments. To, we're, we're supposed to work on our, our, on our interior life during this season of Lent so that uh, as we experience the difficulties in this world, we're able to see the greater glory of what is available to us, what, what is being revealed to us. St. Paul tells us this um, in one of his letters to 2 Corinthians. He says, um, God said, let light shine out of darkness. He says, and he's shown in, in our hearts to bring light, uh, to bring to light the knowledge and the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful saying. God is, has let his light shine out in Christ. Um, and then he goes on to say, but we hold this treasure that God has given us, the light that God has given us, we hold it in earthen vessels. And we hold it so our bodies are frail. We're weak. Especially when we try to, to do the disciplines of Lent. Our bodies are weak. We hold this, this treasure that God gives us in earthen vessels that the surpassing power of God may be from God and not from us. So we're afflicted in every way, but we're not constrained. We're perplexed. How come the things are happening in the world they are? We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We don't give up our hope in the midst of that. We might be persecuted for what we believe and for for persevering in what God tells us. St. Paul tells us we're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We know that God's with us. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying out in our bodies the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. So we know that we're dying, even as Christians, but we're not afraid of dying. We're not afraid to have that, those ashes put on the, our foreheads during Lent. Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. We, we face our death. We're not afraid because we know that Christ is there to raise us up. We know that he's transfigured We know that he's giving us light in the midst of our darkness and our struggle. That's why I think the church gives us this meditation on the transfiguration in the midst of Lent. So that moving forward, as we face the difficulties, we have that, that interior encouragement, which is way more valuable than anything that the world has to offer. We're perplexed by the situation in the world, but we're not driven to despair. We may be persecuted by those who don't believe Christ or, or say Jesus' ways are too hard. We're perplexed by them, but we're not, uh, we're not driven to despair. We don't give up. We persevere. And we do it all because we have our eyes fixed on Christ. We do the stations of the cross, don't we, during Lent. Have you been to the stations of the cross yet? Have you prayed the stations of the cross? Everybody should pray the stations of the cross every single week at least if not more often, if we can, during Lent, to follow Jesus through, to see him persecuted, to see him perplexed, to see him afflicted in every way. This then gives us that strength to persevere because he's doing this all for the glory of God. We keep our eyes fixed on him, crucified, 
because we know that his glory is going to be revealed. And so we persevere with him. We go up the mountain with him. And when we're afraid, when we're curled up in a ball because we think, can, this, can we carry on? Is it even possible? What happens? Did you see what happened in the gospel today? Jesus came to them. The apostles were frightened because they heard God's voice in that bright cloud. The Holy Spirit was right over them. And they were seeing Jesus for who he really was. They were afraid. And what does Jesus do? He comes and he touches them. Did you see that? Jesus came and touched them saying, Rise and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to persevere. Don't be afraid to trust in me. Don't be afraid of the light that I give to you in your hearts. Um, And look for the light of Christ. Long for the light of Christ, even in the midst of the distress and the persecutions and the troubles that you find every single day. Right here in Bismarck, North Dakota, as you go about your daily work, look for the light of Christ. The face of Christ is revealed to all of us, especially interiorly. This is why St. John Paul II had, uh, gave us the, the, the luminous mysteries of the rosary. The luminous mysteries are supposed to be those mysteries that, that show us the light of Christ. Meditating, he said, especially the transfiguration, that's the fourth luminous mystery. So where is the light of Christ in the midst of Lent? Where is Jesus telling us to rise, even now? Because that's, that's the resurrection, right? It's another reason why the church gives us this transfiguration gospel. Jesus is making us rise amidst our, 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 our perplexion and our, our, our pain. Where do we see it? See if you can find it during Lent. You can find it in the glowing love of Jesus and the most holy Eucharist. Spending that time in front of Jesus, quiet time in the presence of Christ. Just being amazed by the Eucharist when you come to receive him in the Holy Eucharist. Recognize that he's there just like he was to the apostles at the transfiguration. I am with you always. We should find that transfigured Christ too just in the little peace, those few moments of peace that you might find in your family life when you pray together. When you take that time and it might be a fight sometimes to, to get everybody to pray together, to eat together. Couples praying together. There's a little peace that comes. That's the transfigured Christ. Where else can we find the transfigured Christ? Jesus' face radiant. Freedom from addictions. From sin. Sin is a bad taskmaster. It's always beating us down and saying, you have to have me, otherwise you're not going to be happy. Whatever sin is in our life, whatever addiction there is in our lives, Transfigured Jesus comes when we say, I don't have to have that. Awareness of the uselessness of our sinful pleasures. If we have that moment where it's like, wow, that is a really a useless thing that I do. That sinful thing that I do. That's a moment of transfiguration. When the scriptures move your heart. If you read the, take your time to read the sacred scriptures and your heart is moved by this passage or what Jesus said, and it makes sense. There's a dawning in my, it dawns on us. Like, oh, that's what God means. That's the transfigured Christ coming through in the midst of your darkness and your struggle. Something simple as a cleaner home. It's a cleaner home. 
Jesus can be with us there. Truly appreciating silence or being able to find silence even when there's a lot of noise. That's the peace of Christ that comes to us, that the world can't give. Being aware of those who are in need, being able to see in the poor Christ, those who are in need, whether they're physically poor or whether it's somebody who is spiritually poor, who doesn't even know Christ or has abandoned Christ, seeing Christ in them, there is a transfigured Christ. So let's be attentive to our Lord in the midst of our Lenten journey as we're walking along here, as we're persevering in our Lenten journey, whether we're just going to start over again now or whether it's taking the next step and doing another week of our Lenten practices. Let's be aware that Jesus is coming to us where we're afraid. He's touching us. He says, rise. Don't be afraid. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus will never abandon us. He loves us way too much. He, He spent too much for our salvation to not care about us. He's revealing himself to us in the transfiguration today in the Holy Eucharist that we're about to receive. Let's prepare our hearts to receive our blessed Lord, Jesus, our transfigured Lord, in this Holy Eucharist.